2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Welcome back to The Early Line, hour number two, live here on this Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside set to talk about Week 16 in the NFL week 15 is not even done yet two games tonight we'll break those down but week 16 is delivering key matchup after key matchup here which of course is the nature of how tight show much of the both AFC and NFC playoffs look right now where I want to start this off Donnie is a team we saw in action last night the Cleveland Browns the team that is likely to take the field in week 16 Cleveland is hoping looks very different than what they put forward last night, but it is not going to be easy even if they are fully healthy as the Browns go to Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers as a a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. The total is 45. The big question with us doing this early is when you look at that line, does that look like a line for the Browns that suggests your Baker Mayfields and Jarvis Landrys and Jadavion Clowney's will be back?
4: It looks like the possibility is what they're leaving open. Now, having said that right now, because you take a look at last night, and let's just say, Kevin, you get nobody back, which they're going to get guys back here over the next couple days. Mm -hmm. That 7.5 goes to 10.5 and north of that, because Nick Mullins isn't going in and being competitive in Green Bay. Maybe you can do that against the Vegas Raiders at home, but you're not going to do that to Aaron Rodgers on Christmas Day up in Green Bay. But having said that, let's just say they do get players back, Kevin, and this line doesn't change. Because Baker Mayfield comes back and a couple guys come back maybe on the defensive line or offensive line. What difference is that going to make playing the Green Bay Packers? So Baker Mayfield doesn't look that great being the quarterback as well. And also, you know, missing a week and a half. It's not as if you're saying, okay, it's a bye week. Baker Mayfield's going to be around the facility. We're going to be practicing. Everything's going to be great. He's at home in quarantine, and he's just going to show up on a short work week here and be a good football player on the road. I don't want anything to do with the Cleveland Browns. Now, again, you preface it by saying they might get players back, and also keep in mind the Green Bay Packers might lose players to the COVID list as Mm -hmm. well. But right now, as we look on some early lines on the early line, I want nothing to do with the Cleveland Browns, Kevin.
3: And we, you try and get a sense, Donnie, though, is, you know, we're doing these segments. Like, this is a Saturday game. All, you know, COVID can change this massively, but it's trying to get a sense, right, of does this say Baker plays, and we think that these lines should always be splitting the difference, but I look at what happened yesterday with that Browns-Raiders game, and Listen, these odds makers, give them a world of credit. It's tremendously difficult what they have to do, right? But, Donnie, at the end of the day, sometimes maybe they get a little bit too much credit because yesterday they hung a Browns number that said, yeah, the whole team's coming back, evidently, against Vegas, and none of them came back. So they have as many question marks as you and I and those out there watching and listening. I think this is a situation, though, where if Nick Mullins is the quarterback, We're going to double digits here on the Green Bay Packers. So if you like Green Bay and you think that Baker Mayfield doesn't come back, which, again, is pretty difficult to navigate there, you could get in here early at the 7.5. What I think you'll see, Donnie, early week teasers on the Packers down to that near pick'em price. Yes, because it won't nothing
4: is gonna change your opinion on the Green Bay Packers not winning the game. So that's a pretty good comment that you made mm-hmm. just there. But also I can see myself here Christmas Day, you know, kick off at four thirty. Have a little one and one here, Kev, with little Rodgers, Nick Mullins, oh, both to throw a touchdown man. pass in the first and second half. You eh, can always dream about it on Christmas.
3: Maybe 504? Nick Mullins has to just carry his yardage number there. Throw, Ooh, Oh, boy. Let's see. Donnie's interested in it. Boost that number, baby. Yeah. Radio audience yeah. is in full effect. We appreciate all those who are tuned in to Sports Grid Radio for some early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside here on this Tuesday morning going through uh, some of this, the, the early action, Donnie. And as much as, of course, this Packers Browns game can have some movement here. Vegas and, and Denver is an interesting one. I mean, we've got a game that near pick them. Last week, we did the Denver Bengals game on the early lines. Since he was like a one-point favorite, they closed as a three-point dog. I don't know if Denver's going to flip to a favorite with Drew Locke as their quarterback. But also, doesn't it speak volumes, Donnie, that Drew Locke is the quarterback? And this thing is essentially a pick
4: This is going to be a fun game to watch. Now, fun meaning if you like a lot of pain because you can get after this game two different (laughs) ways. And if I'm looking from a Vegas Raiders perspective, maybe get Darren Waller back, which is certainly going to open some things up for your offense, which is a good thing. And maybe you see, you know, Locke finally saying, okay, I'm coming into these games. I'm not performing all that well, but what do you want me to do? I get 1% of the snaps during the week, and I'm basically you know, zoning out in these meetings because I know I'm not going to be the starting quarterback. Now you are. Now you're going to take all the reps, and you are going to be installed there. And this might be one of your last saving graces in the NFL to be a future NFL quarterback. So the way I look at this game, Kevin, it's not from a side perspective. The over 42.5 is intriguing to me because, again, if you're Drew Locke and you're the Denver offense, is your goal to come into this game and hand it off 75 times and try to eke out a win? Or maybe try to see if Drew Locke can actually be a decent quarterback. That's the game plan. Give me the over because the one thing I know about Drew Locke, he'll throw some touchdown passes probably. But you know what he also is going to do? Probably throw some interceptions, which could mm-hmm. help out the offense for the Vegas Raiders. Give me the over in this one
3: early. This is where so often I talk about if you know, if Donnie was coaching a team, like he'd be able to then bet the over a little more confidently because Donnie's right, yeah. right? Like if you're Denver, let's see what you got in Drew Locke, they're not gonna do that, Donnie. They're not gonna trust your lock to go. They think that they can go to the playoffs. passes. Javante Williams yeah. and Melvin Gordon are gonna combine for 30 carries in this <laughs> football game. There isn't a doubt in my mind. Also, Vegas is a broken op- they scored 16 points yesterday. Unreal. Come right back here on the early line Back right here, early morning, going through some early lines. Week 16 in the NFL. Looks like it will be a good one. Uh, some interesting stuff even going off of the two teams, Donnie, that are in action tonight, playing two teams that were in action yesterday. And I think this is, it's kind of fun for me because I think we can both agree that whatever happens in Rams-Seahawks will have, you know, important movement towards their games next week. So you can kind of even factor that in. Let's start Rams-Vikings. LA is a three-point road favorite against Minnesota. This number's 49 and a half. I look at the three. Would... Does it go to three and a half if the Rams win by double digits? And then similarly, if the Rams struggle, does it drop under the field goal?
4: I don't think that actually matters, Kevin. When we're taking a look at the active COVID list for the Rams is 25 players. That's 25 Mm -hmm. guys, including like Jalen Ramsey, Rob Havenstein, a couple really big players, Von Miller's on that list. Here's what's going to be interesting with this line overall, Kevin. It's not so much of how well the Rams play. Uh, Tonight, Because they are down, as I said, 25 players currently listed. They might get some guys back for tonight. But let's just say they do win the game, as you're expecting, right? They're a favorite. They're supposed to win this game. But if you win this game and then you get back, Jalen Ramsey, Havenstein, you know, some other guys, Tyler Higby back, that's going to be a big impact. This line will not close at three. If the Rams win this game and get the key guys back on COVID, this line's going north of
3: three and a half for me, Kevin. I think the total continues to be interesting as well. The Vikings are that kind of classic zigzag team overall. You see that 49-and-a-half. One, it shows, right, Donnie, like Rams offense should be full to go. Everybody's back. Everybody's ready to roll in that respect as well. But it's also just this idea that, like, ooh, Minnesota, their offense was terrible. How's this game get over forty-nine and a half? Because, because also, I told you, Justin Jefferson's gonna have two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook's gonna look great. Cousins will throw three touchdowns, one interception. The interception will cost them the game, and they'll fall to seven and eight. Like that's how this game plays out here. And I think that total does speak volumes early in the week as far as the Seahawks Bears game, Donnie. It's a seven right now that Seattle is laying here. Is there a chance that that dips below the seven based on tonight? could, Could you see that factoring? Obviously, the Bears, Donnie, hoping to get back their entire secondary by the time this one would kick off potentially.
4: That's it. This is a a, a line that seems a little bit high right now at seven, because if you just take a look at the Chicago Bears yesterday, sometimes, Kevin, as we said, you can't go by the final score. You have to look at yards gained and chances and opportunities, which I believe I saw Matt Nagy in his postgame press conference say they had five possessions where they got inside the 21 yard line you got to score more points than nine points. But just because you're getting those opportunities means there are chances to score. If this line stays at seven here, and let's just say Chicago gets guys back, as we say, in their secondary, gets a little bit healthier, we know the Seattle Seahawks, if they do possibly win their game tonight, they're going to be trying to ramp up towards the playoffs. But at the same time, this isn't a Seattle Seahawks team that just runs shot over teams outside of teams like the Houston Texans. I think the Bears might be gaming that one. I'd be looking for a dog earlier in the week because, again, you're looking at Justin Fields here and his progression here as a quarterback. He threw for close to 300 yards. Open it up here. I think the Bears can keep that game close. I like the seven here early in the week.
3: I think, again, it's another spot where I'm really interested – by this total because the bears i know they finish with nine points i know the touchdown came with zero seconds left in the game they moved it all game long if the bears can just convert even some of those into field goal drives you could have a legit chance there out of 43 and a half seattle's been waking up a little bit offensively if the seahawks play a good offensive game tonight that's again where I think the total could see some movement early number there is 43 and a half let's talk about some of the games Donnie that are going to get movement through COVID here involving these teams in the AFC West if I'm not mistaken yesterday the Chiefs were double digits it's under that now certainly at nine and a half the total is 45 and a half Kelsey they said vaccinated has a chance to come back Sunday but I think Is there a chance, Donnie, that when you're trying to bet this game, Harrison Bucker being out could matter more than Travis Kelsey? Isn't that crazy? You're right. Like, two key components here. Like, you're talking about one of the
4: best tight if not the best tight end in football that's going to sit this one. It's having a monster game the previous week out. Harrison Bucker is you know, one of those guys that I put in the like Tucker for Baltimore, where obviously not as good, but a super reliable kicker that's not going to be playing now. Now, it looks like the temperature would be around 60 degrees and some lighter winds. so I don't know if that's going to be a too big of a deterrent on kicking field goals. But before any of this COVID came out, I was just under the impression, like, Pittsburgh just starts slow. Maybe the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half. But it still hasn't swayed all that much. You see a COVID outbreak on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they go, yeah, it's good for a half of a point. And you set it to start the show. And Patrick Mahomes is still there healthy. That's going to give them a big advantage. And I just don't trust Big Ben in that offense. If you continuously start slow, you're not going to overcome good football teams on the road. And I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kevin, to start slow again and lose this game. It'll just be interesting because the one thing that we do know about these COVID outbreaks, Kevin, when you start them, it's usually a few days for it to run its cycle. So we'll see today on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday who might end up on there. And you're right. If Patrick Mahomes ends up on there, then you're in some trouble for the Chiefs.
3: Well, and that's where, if someone says, hey, I'm blindly putting a half unit on the Steelers at nine and a half, I understand it. I really do, right? I mean, all, like, we know Pittsburgh throughout Tomlin's tenure, great as a dog and everything that comes with that. I mean, the Chiefs are gonna cover machines, which is outrageous. If that can continue, you get placed into a little bit of a difficult spot there, but I think right now this is—it's a game where you really have to follow the information as it comes. But I will add on top of that, what we have seen through this NFL season is the information—you know—will hit your phone, right, Donnie? Let's say you get that alert, bing, another key chief is out, and you're like, all right, boom, let me run to get the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sometimes the best approach is not betting the Steelers nine and a half before it drops to six and a half, but then betting the Chiefs after that movement. You've got another game that's going to be impacted by COVID and that's one between the Chargers and the Texans. Now the, the difference here is the Texans are horrible, horrible, though they beat the Jags by two touchdowns. The Chargers, though, checking in at a nine and a half. Bosa's already out. Eckler Donnie could potentially be missed, and their starting center Corey Lindsey could be missing this game as well, and the same thing on the Chiefs, all of a sudden Justin Herbert name pops up on this list, I don't know what happens with this line.
4: Yeah, but you still should have enough for the Chargers to get the deal done against Houston. But here's also what you might be looking at because Justin Herbert without Austin Eckley, you'd like to have him in. Maybe you're throwing the football more because you're less explosive in the running game. That could be good for the over. How about Houston? I'm going to beat this point again here. Davis Mills' only job here with that coaching staff is his, mature, his progression as being a mature quarterback in the NFL. Also, can he, number one, be your quarterback next year? I'm not so sure of that. But maybe making an mm-hmm. NFL roster, we say, hey, I drafted him in the third round. He's going to be a viable, a serviceable backup that we can use to win football games as he just beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. But if I'm going and saying, do I want the Chargers by, let's just say, nine and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook here on the road? Probably not. But you know what I'm interested again in? That over-under. Because the Chargers are going to score on that porous Houston defense, regardless mm-hmm. of who plays, as long as Herbert's out there. And I like the fact that Davis Mills has shown a propensity to throw some touchdown passes. He scored 30 points last week. I don't need 30 points this week. Just show me. offense that can move the football efficiently and you'll get that over 46 to 45 and a half
3: right now the interesting stuff too donnie though can even be some of the this this season long situations here like justin herbert has 32 passing touchdowns right so let's say Eckler's out. They have to fire away. You're playing the Houston Texans. They, they have like these season-long markets that we, we've we talked about a couple of times here. I believe they're locked up right now. But Justin Herbert to finished with the league lead in touchdown passes. I know that might sound like a big ask, but your current league leader in Tom Brady continues to lose key player after key player. And that can even have an impact there. So these numbers are always moving and always mattering. Speaking of Tom Brady playing with minimal help they have the carolina panthers next week it looks like that doesn't matter that he doesn't have a lot of help we'll talk about that early on and some key afc matchups next
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: Back right here on Sports with Kevin Long and Donnie Wrightside live on a Tuesday morning and through the early line segment it was necessary you know usually I don't get it in first couple two segments here on a Tuesday we saved the best for last I want to start with Tampa Bay Carolina now I know it doesn't jump off the page as a great game the Tampa Bay Bucks are an 11 point road favorite we Godwin is done for the season. I feel like Evans and Fournette would be surprises to see them play in this game. You're likely getting Antonio Brown back. Ronald Jones will take over the backfield. The total is 44, but it's, again, the side that interests me, Donnie, here. It feels like they really want people to take Carolina plus the points early to me. That's
4: exactly what they're telling you here because those lines, as we always say, Kevin, are there for a reason. And I try to scratch my head and say, what reason could it be? Well, Tampa Bay's defense to me is better than Carolina's defense. Obviously, Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play the game. He doesn't have those explosive weapons, but I always like to preface this by saying, Kevin, there's there's two different injuries in the NFL when we're talking about game plans and how they're executed. One is when you come into the week knowing you're not going to have Mike Evans, and you're not going to have Godwin, and probably not Fournette. You have the entire week to scheme, get around it, see what you can do. It's another thing, Kevin, midway through the game, you slowly start to lose those players where the game plan that you had put in was giving was pretty much revolving around those guys. But I have to say still, we're taking a look at this line here, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, sitting at an 11 and the over-under at 44. I don't know how you don't take – look, I know Cam Newton is terrible. P.J. Walker is bad. Even if you go to Sam Darnold, that's still a bad option. But at the same time, you look at Tampa Bay and say – they just got mm-hmm. shut out against the New Orleans Saints. Not to say they're getting shut out again or won't even win this game because they should win. They're favored by 11. But at the same time, do you have confidence taking the offense knowing that it's not going to be nearly as explosive heading into this game? Which leads me to my next point. Instead of looking at Tom Brady and his non-explosive offense and a pretty good Tampa Bay defense, the Carolina Panthers with their non-explosive offense and average defense, it leads me down that path, Kevin, to maybe looking at an under 44 in this game.
3: It's, I, I think it should be all Ronald Jones, right? That, that feels like it makes a lot of sense. However, again, Carolina's defense broke upon Cam Newton's return. All four Cam Newton starts, they have allowed their opponent team total to the over. And I don't care what any... If you out there think that Tom Brady doesn't care about winning the MVP... You're drinking some sauce, and I don't want any taste of it. All he cares about is the Super Bowl. All he cares about is winning. He, he's going to playoffs. He already knows that. Tom Brady wants to go out there and win an MVP. It's in his grasp. And I don't, now maybe he'll just go back to throwing the, the touchdowns on the two-yard line there overall, Donnie. But if Brady is insistent on throwing the football, how does that factor into this game here overall? I It's... It is such an interesting game early week to me. And just kind of try, you know, trying to do that math on where does the Tampa Bay team total line up here? Because this is a team that was just shut out. First time Brady had been shut out since joining the Bucks. First time he was shut out in about 15 years. I'm interested in what this Tampa Bay offense is going to look like and how it's going to be priced. And maybe that's some trust on Brady. Maybe it's some trust that's undeserved, though, because they've also not been great on the road. But this Carolina defense, Donnie, broke somewhere along the way. And he should still be able to move the football, even if it is a lot of Antonio Brown and Gronk.
4: Yeah, the prop market should be pretty interesting for this game, too, Kevin, because usually you're saying like, hey, right away, Oh, yeah. how's Evans going to get the ball anytime touchdown? Godwin, the same thing. Now, if you do get Antonio Brown, it's not as if Antonio Brown's coming back after, hey, he missed last week because he was on COVID, got back to practice. He's been out a long time, so getting back that feel for him and Brady, it's not going to be, you know, right away off the bat, look like they've been playing together their whole lives. This might take, you know, a couple weeks in order for him to get done, but looking from a backfield mm-hmm. perspective, where did you always worry about and any NFL team now in the new age? Just No longer really a three down back per se. Only a couple teams have those. So if you took a look at Leonard Fournette, who's roughly a three down back for them, but you also, you know, spliced in there Giovanni Bernard, who's also out. So Ronald Jones, if you're looking like rushing and receiving, he's got to be a lot of options in this game to do both and maybe an anytime touchdown score, because if you look at an offense that we don't think is going to be as explosive, you don't have as many red zone targets, he should have a pretty good week here factoring it in. And also, if you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the game, which they're favored by double digits at the FanDuel Sportsbook, that means you should have a lead in the fourth quarter and giving him more carries. So maybe Ronald Jones finally wakes up and has a big week because outside of that, There's not a lot to love from a betting perspective prop-wise, Kevin, for either
3: side of this game. It's going to be a fascinating one, but these next two are the most fascinating games. Both games with massive implications where the winner... Will go to the number one spot within their respective the division. You have the uh, numbers at two and a half in both of these games the Patriots and the Bills, the Bengals and the Ravens. Let's start Bengals Ravens, Donnie, because not only are you trying to figure out who you like in the game, who does the spot favor, consistency, sweep Baltimore, the quarterback question marks for the Baltimore Ravens here. Lamar Jackson, I would think, plays. But this is something, this is stuff we've talked about before. Don, remember when we broke down that Green Bay-Arizona game and we're like, give me Rodgers plus seven with no right wide receivers instead of, you know, plus three with everybody healthy here. Like, would you rather bet the Ravens with Lamar at two and a half or with Huntley at four and a half?
4: Absolutely. It's, man, that's a good point you bring up and a good topic here because you're right. You're saying right now, because Lamar Jackson is probably not 100% healthy, right? So if you're trying to factor on that, you look at Huntley, who's played well since coming in, That how much of a drop down are you going to get? Because just the name recognition Lamar Jackson is in will keep that around that two and a half, three range, right? Now, if you say Huntley's going to start, a lot of people, oh, you know, since won last week, they're going to win at home. Huntley's back at quarterback. He can't do it again. But if you're telling me the Ravens who hang around no matter who's injured or who's starting at quarterback, if you're going to give me Huntley mm-hmm. with over three and a half in that four range, I would like that much better than maybe a 70 to 80% Lamar Jackson on the road where basically you're asking him, Kevin, to cover that line. They better win that football game.
3: Man, it, it is... The thing about, you know, here's the other thing, though, with this game, Donnie, right? We talk about not only does this have the impact on China, oh, where's this line going to move? You're trying to jump the numbers here within uh, futures market, right? So if Cincinnati wins this game, not only do they take a full game lead on Baltimore, Donnie, but then they will have swept them. They'll own any tiebreaker that you could imagine. Since he would need to just win one more game... And but but also Baltimore still would have to win out, and their schedule isn't easy. Past Cincinnati, they still have to go out there and play the Rams, and then they finish it up playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe that I think that's who they. Yeah, they finish up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I already played Cleveland twice. So they, if Cincinnati does win this game, Donnie, which they're minus one forty-two to do. I really cannot navigate a world where they don't win the division. They're plus 135 to win the North. Now, maybe this will, you know, people come back to bite me. Somehow he wins this game, loses the division, and that ah, was terrible advice. I don't think so, Donnie. I can't line it up here where Cincy knocks down Baltimore and then doesn't win this division. What's the pathway for that?
4: There is no pathway, basically, for that. Unless, again, you're hoping for anarchy, chaos, and massive injuries, and Joe Burrow's you know pinky yeah. explodes, and then they get COVID issues. Because mm-hmm. you're right. This isn't, Kevin, week seven, where he's like, oh, they already swept them, so they had that de facto game lead. But, oh, yeah, there's 10 games left yeah. in the regular season. You're coming down the backstretch here. I don't see any way, shape, or form that would happen. So if you're looking at the AFC North Division winner, the plus 135, which you think if it comes down to this game, mm-hmm. why would you play the minus 132? I'd rather have that in my pocket here. So there's some interesting ways that you can look at for them to not only win this game, but the division. But I do think this is one of those elimination games here in the division, and the Bengals should win the division if they beat the Baltimore Ravens.
3: Comparable stuff here with the Patriots and the Bills. Now, New England wins this game. Division is done. See you later. Two-game lead, sweep, two games left. Literal, a, a legitimate clincher, Donnie, for the New England Patriots in New England. They, now, see, this is where it's a little different than this Bengals game, right? The Pats are still minus 170 to win the division. Their money line, though, significantly shorter at minus 136 in the football game. The Patriots are a two-and-a-half point favorite. The total is 43-and-a-half. Here is what I think, Donnie, makes this game so difficult to break down. I don't think what the Patriots did against the Bills last time was necessary. So I don't really care what the weather is because I don't now... Try, like, Donnie, are you surprised if Bill Belichick out there in the first quarter just runs the ball the whole time? I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit. No, I certainly
4: wouldn't be. And, and that's what you're trying to take into effect because, you know, a lot of people will come in from that level, oh, did you see what Bill Belichick did against the Bills and beat him? I don't look at that as a proven, honest win. And quite frankly, I would have loved to have seen the devil's advocate of the game, which we were rooting for here, where Josh Allen throws, I don't know, one touchdown pass in the fourth quarter while they're in the 20-yard line, and we laugh at Bill Belichick and say, without Tom Brady, he is the dumbest football coach I've ever seen, what type of game plan that was. It would have been fun to see it play out, but it didn't that way. Now you're looking at the Buffalo Bills coming in, and we're not anticipating here any heavy, windy, you know, rainy, freezing cold conditions. The Buffalo Bills are more talented here. And I preface this by saying, when the Bills go out and give you an average effort they can still win by more than double digits like they did against the Panthers to me New England has to be almost perfect on offense to win football games which they have been against some bad teams I think it's the Buffalo Bills game Mm -hmm. and I think it's the Buffalo Bills division here I'm not giving up on the Bills I think they're the more talented team and they can go in the Foxborough win
3: if the Bills lose this game plus 410 on this team to miss the postseason becomes very very live now they should still win the two games after that and finish up with a 10-7 and seven record overall. But again, there's a lot of teams here in the mix, and tiebreakers, maybe that wouldn't be enough to keep this team inside the AFC playoff picture. Massive games for Week 16, but we finish Week 15 next on The Early line
6: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
5: Ba da ba ba ba.
3: Tuesday night football. Two games. At the same time, some of you mm. will not be able to watch Eagles Washington. Some of you will not be able to watch Rams-Seahawks. If last night's any indication, maybe you shouldn't watch any of these games. That's not true. That's not true. You know you're excited for Tuesday night football. You know the NFL's out there considering sure they they make Tuesday night football a thing. They're going to think about it. They change the schedules, ran. Imagine that quickly, Don. Just imagine next year they decide, like week four, be like, hey, guess what? Big news. Week six in the NFL, we begin Tuesday <laughs> night football as some big network paid billions of dollars for Tuesday night football. I wouldn't complain.
4: Yeah, and they'll have like a flex, too, on it, Kevin, right? So it'll be like a Thursday. Like, hey, we're going to play Sunday.
3: By the way, just got a call from the NFL. You're
4: going to play next Tuesday. See you there, guys. And if you have season tickets, you can't get off work because your only Mm -hmm. day off is a Sunday, and that's why you like to go down to the stadium. Yeah, get there on a Tuesday in rush hour traffic. And you know what's going to even be more fun? When maybe a hockey team plays in the building right next door and you can't park in your normal spot. Fantastic NFL way to do it.
3: That sounds like something you've experienced before, there. Oh. In the DRS. But fair enough. We'll leave it there. Let's start with these games here. The Eagles are playing the Washington football team. This is the first time where that name is perfect, right? Because it's very generic, and everything about it, what they're going to provide here is generic. Like, it had the Washington football team, the Washington quarterback. Yeah. I don't know who's playing quarterback. I don't know if they know who was playing quarterback here early morning. No props on either side yet just like yesterday donnie when we were breaking down raiders browns the eagles are a six and a half point favorite the total is 42 and a half the clock is starting to tick on some announcements coming out that you know players x y and z could maybe return for washington or nobody's going to return kind of similar to what happened for the cleveland browns what are your expectations here for a massive game in the nfc playoffs
4: It should be an Eagles easy victory, and you're going to see it play out a lot like what you saw last night. Let's take a look at the quarterback position. Guys signed off the street that might be starting tonight, Garrett Gilbert and Kyle Shermer. So we take a look at Nick Mullins last night, and we laughed for basically two and a half quarters. This team is horrendous, and yet at the end of the game, Mm -hmm. they actually had a lead with a chance to run the clock out and come away with the victory. They're still NFL players. They're still getting NFL paychecks. But if you're looking at one team with the Washington football team, it's 17 players here on the COVID list, including all their quarterbacks, some DBs, their best offensive linemen, and you're going on the road. You know what the interesting part overall about this is, Kevin? The Eagles should win this going away. And you know what I'm really worried about at this time, Kevin, when you try to set this up is the Philadelphia Eagles and their starting quarterback in Jalen Hurts because the last time we saw him, he was abysmal against a terrible New York Giants football team. And he got hurt in that game. So then we saw Gardner Minshew operate an NFL offense and look pretty good doing it, not running the football himself, but actually throwing the football. So when I look at this game and I try to break it down for myself and say, where is the pathway to victory for the Eagles? I don't know. How about Jalen Hurts just not stinking tonight? and they should be fine. But that's still creeping into my mind because, again, the last thing we saw was him play terrible, Gardner Minshew play well. Mm -hmm. Kevin, my question to you here, would you be more comfortable heading into this game knowing if Minshew was under center or Jalen Hurts with maybe his ankle is a little bit bothersome, but we know from being a quarterback, you're not going to sit this game out and let somebody else take your shine in a primetime game and have a quarterback controversy extend here?
3: I wish you didn't ask me that question. I don't like that question because of how valid that question is. Because of the fact that I can't defiantly tell you to cut it out, the answer is Jalen Hurts. The reason I think I'll still submit the answer is Jalen Hurts is I think tonight should be all about the ground game and running games are far more lethal with running quarterbacks. Even if Hurts Donnie doesn't keep it once on those read options because of the banged-up foot, they respect it way more with him out there than if Gardner Minshew is out there. And that's where tonight's game, Donnie... You know, comparable last night with the Browns game. You had a great boost from FanDuel on Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. Went up to plus 140. I know you were able to cash that ticket last night in the game. It's a props kind of game here, right? And Jalen, remember Donnie Jalen Hurts' passing prop was my favorite bet every single week of the NFL season? He threw for 387 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs week four. He has thrown for 200 yards once since that game, and it was against the Vegas Raiders for 236. Here's the last five games from Hertz from a passing yards perspective. 103, 162, 178, 147, and 129. Here's the thing, though. They have a winning record in those games that I just listed. The reality right now, Donnie, is he shouldn't be throwing the football we don't know where they're going to hang these props, but it hurts unders in the passing market tonight that makes the most sense. Why would you risk what happened against the Giants? 31 attempts, no touchdowns and 3 interceptions when you can do what you did against the Detroit Lions, 9 for 14. 103 passing and a 44-6 victory as Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and turn Jalen Rager into a running back can just go out there and run, run, run against Washington
4: you should be able to do that and that should be the game plan but as i'm coming into this and saying to myself all right a completely healthy jalen hurts at quarterback he should win this game going away as well you probably have to throw the football i don't know 20 total times here and should be able to run right over that washington defense but also from a perspective on the eagles of what they can do on offense also helping out their defense by going look This team is going to stink with their quarterbacks that they have lined up here. Let's just not turn the ball over, play field position. We'll win an ugly game, but we'll win the game. That's the most important thing. I just don't want to see, Kevin, in the first quarter from the Philadelphia Eagles where I know Jalen Hurts. Like, you you, You're going to come out and you're going to see the uniforms right away. And you look at the spat on the cleats here, right? You're going to look at whatever ankle is injured and see if it's bulky. If it is, you're going to say, come on. And you'll know right away, Kevin, his first scramble, his first time getting out of the pocket, if he's actually injured or just a little bit banged up. And we'll know that. But also coming from a competitive spirit for Jalen Hurts, you don't watch somebody win football games that you think can take your job without you just going to the coaching staff. I'm 100% healthy, coach. Put me out there. I'm tough as nails. I'll get the job done. I just don't want to see it one of those games where the Eagles are down 6-3 to three at the half, and it was clear Jalen Hurts oh, yeah. should not have been starting this game, not because he's not good, Kevin, but he's not healthy enough mm-hmm. to use his advantage with his legs here. That's the only worry for the Eagles. If he is healthy tonight, the Eagles should win this football game, regardless of him or Minshew playing at more than 7.0 points they really should
3: and, and I guess then in the the good thing for Hertz right Donnie from a future perspective is if that's the way things look at half even if it's even if he's healthy and just terrible they can chalk it up Ah, the ankle got tweaked again we're putting Gardner Minshew in right and just kind of protect him because and that's another reason the Hertz unders make sense at the end of the day look and it worked out perfect for Gardner Minshew okay he played one of the worst defenses we have seen all season long in the New York Jets, a truly abysmal unit. But he went out there and dominated that team. That was the last thing we saw from Gardner Minshew. And the last thing we saw from Jalen Hurts was no touchdowns on three picks and a loss against the New York Giants, the worst the offense has looked all season long. It's going to be a really interesting one. Same with Rams-Seahawks here. Another game, we don't have props listed just yet. So I'll tell you this right away. In-play sports tonight, it's going to be kind of tight with... What, you know, DRS and I kind of line up with there, but we're always following the action. We're always looking in-game, 7 p.m. Eastern start time on Sports Grid Radio. Don't miss that. We'll be there. We'll follow the action for you. But, Donnie, early here, Rams are laying 7, half is the over-under. Donnie, you went through so many of these guys on the COVID list here. There seems to be an expectation the Rams are going to be much healthier, similar to what maybe we saw with the Browns yesterday.
4: Uh, maybe, maybe it is, but currently listed right now, I'm looking at 25 players on that list, and that is a massive advantage for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, coming into the game, the Seattle Seahawks don't have a great defense already. We, we understand that. Tyler Lockett's still on the COVID list for them. That's certainly not going to help. But if I'm going to give Russell Wilson seven points in this game against a COVID depleted team, I'm going to sign up for that. And again, I keep the last two weeks I preface this by saying, Seattle's not making the playoffs, but it seems like every week a little obstacle comes up where I like the Seahawks. Two weeks ago, I thought they would play close to the 49ers and beat them, Mm -hmm. and they did. And then you have that easy win against Houston, and they won that game. But now you were saying, all right, on the road, Los Angeles Rams game. If the Rams are healthy, they'll blow them out of the water, but the Rams aren't healthy. And again, I can't get back to the same point as well, Kevin. When you're kicking off the game, let's just say nobody comes back on the COVID list today that's going to help out the Rams, and they're still 25 deep. Does that mean nobody's going to get injured in the secondary, linebacking, or offensive line? You are at such a disadvantage, and Russell Wilson getting healthier each and every week. If I don't have that same devastating defense that's COVID injured now, I'll take Russell Wilson with the seven points here early in the day.
3: I just, mm, I just found something. the The win total market, Donnie, on the Seattle Seahawks is seven and a half, five and eight currently. You need to go 3-1 and to cash that ticket. It plays out at plus 180. So they're home against the Bears next week and the Lions the week after. Mm -hmm. To bet this, we have to assume victory, though nothing is guaranteed. So, Donnie, in order to cash that, you need them to either beat a Rams team, which who knows who's out there, right, when all this COVID Mm -hmm. dust settles, or Week 18, the Arizona Cardinals and maybe Colt McCoy. Plus 180, seven and a half. Seattle gets to eight and nine. It's not bad.
4: It isn't bad, but you're also factoring in that Colt McCoy might be the quarterback because the Arizona Cardinals might still be fighting for their lives either to win a division or actually make the playoffs at that point or not wind up in that seven seed. So there's a lot to be desired. And again, we're factoring in, this is a bad Seattle football team, right? So we're giving them a lot of credit for some wins. Okay, they beat the 49ers at home. I get it. You know, the 49ers were still banged up, but you got the win. You beat Houston. Everybody's supposed to beat Houston outside of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're still getting a tough battle. Like, you have to go on the road and beat the Rams with Matthew Stafford, you know, Cooper Cup, and also Odell Beckham, who's back for this game. That's still going to be a big time effort because from what I've seen out of DK Metcalf, he hasn't been all that great this year. And now he's basically your True. wide receiver threat. And you don't have that Batman and Robin on the opposite side like you would with Tyler Lockett, who, unless he comes off the COVID list today, he's going to be out as well. I like where you're going with this. But again, I'm still not buying into Seattle making the playoffs. And from what you're telling me with this team total over, If they get that, there's a really good chance that Seattle's actually going to be in the playoffs, which I don't think is going to be the case.
3: we've, We've said it many, many times. I will say it again. Despite everything that went wrong for Seattle, if they just beat the Washington football team on Monday night football, everything would be so different for them they'd be 6 and 7, essentially two guaranteed wins at home in week 16 and 17. You just need to pull an upset here against the Rams or an upset against the Cardinals. And here's the other thing about this this Seattle team, Donnie is it is still Russell Wilson, right? Like if I say Russell Wilson beats anybody, that shouldn't be shock and horror and disbelief. It's Russell Wilson. So that's where they become interesting. They, and it's funny you mention that, Donnie, because that was my initial thought. The reason I brought up the win total is the make playoff market isn't there. Because you know what? If I'm the fan of Sportsbook, I'm not hanging 20 to 1 on Russ to make the playoffs. No, no, no. You bet you're plus 180 here. If you're gonna beat us, beat us in that way. Because they, Donnie, they win tonight 20 to 1. Are they gonna be two to one to make the playoffs?
4: Yeah, they'll probably get in at that point because this is one of those lynchpin games that just a few weeks ago you circumvent. They're going to get Amazing. blown out in this one and see what happens. And also, still Arizona, who you figured would be gaining for that number one position, they might not. They mm-hmm. might have it already wrapped up where they're already out of that number one spot and just making the playoffs. Should get interesting for Seattle here, no yeah. doubt.
3: I want to just quickly say I want to see what the Stafford' passing touchdown number is. He needs three to Tom Brady to tie Brady for that league lead, which would be interesting to follow. DRS closes out the early line.
6: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: All right, final segment of the day, right here for the early line with your network Sirius XM Channel 159 both myself Donny right side and Kevin Walsh carrying you through before we hand it over to the morning after but as always you guys gotta listen up All right, we were enjoying the NFL, some of us enjoying the NFL yesterday, particularly underbackers, which I am not one of those. but you had a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Why? Because you had some COVID outbreaks on some NFL teams to push an extra game onto Monday night. Today, we sit here with two more games in the NFL. These aren't scheduled games. But they just put on the Tuesday and said it's going to be a holiday extravaganza of NFL football just about every day for the week they were pushed back because of COVID and the NFL dealing with their issues differently than many other sports leagues. So we do have two games tonight in the NFL. We'll see how that plays out. And then some of these teams have to turn around and play a quick week on Sunday. But let's take a look at the NHL and what they're doing with their COVID protocols here. Coming down late last night from the NHL and the Players Union, they're going to take a COVID break here around the holidays. Now, the Philadelphia Flyers are still going to have a game tonight in Philadelphia. But after that, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So carrying you through the Christmas break here, which obviously Christmas Eve will be on Friday, Christmas on Saturday, still a day off Sunday, and then get back to playing on the 27th for the NHL. Here's the reason why that doesn't make all that much sense here. COVID protocols are pretty intense. You wanna stay away from friends and family over the break who maybe have a chance to infect you with COVID-19 because for the holidays, people gather, people have dinner, people go out for drinks, have some fun. If you're an NHL player, You are still a human being and are going to want to be around your family for the holidays. So even if you come back and have a pause, it's not as if these players are going back to their apartment or their house and quarantining until next Monday. They're going to be around friends and family, so you might have an additional COVID outbreak once the season resumes next week. Maybe the NHL gets it right. Maybe they don't. But you know what decision is the best one to make? Stick with us right here on The Grid. Ben Stevens in the morning after coming up here from 9 to 12 right on the Sports Grid Network for The Early Line. Kevin and
1: Donnie, we'll see you tomorrow. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is The